welcome to Contextless, the podcast where there are some whores in this house. And I guess it's me because I am in my house and maybe my brother, but I'm not sure if he like self-identifies as a whore. So I don't know if I want to like put that label onto him, but there at least is one whore in this house. And so, okay, my guest today is probably the biggest Swifty I know. We met last year in our university's journalism department because we stayed after class one day and we like had a critical discussion about Taylor Swift and her discography and like of course like how are you not going to stay friends after such a conversation like that and <laughs> she's a writer she's an awesome person and like she has a very she's a, she's a gamer she's a gamer and she has a very cute aesthetic and she sings and just overall talented amazing show stopping whatever you want to call it so please welcome to the podcast, Samantha Josen. Hi guys. I would also like to add myself to the uh, horror label that we are making for ourselves on this podcast. I'm a raging slut, so there we go. Honestly, more the more the merrier, because like how could you not be honest? Not you as personally, but like, you know, just like that's an awesome <laughs> label. Whores. Everyone should be a whore. You heard it here for Honestly. you heard it here first, everyone should be a whore. Yes. Um, okay, great. And, like, I don't... Because it's, like... I'm just... Because this past weekend, I was imagining where we were last year, you know? And it hit me with this big feeling of, like... I've been calling it, like, melancholy. Because it's not depression. Because I know what depression feels like. <laughs> but then it's, like... It's just like a weight on my chest and I talked to my like friends and family about it and they said it was post-grad depression oh. and I was just like oh shit I have a name to it now so like when yeah, yeah so when I like it turns out that like you're gonna be my guest today I was just like that's kind of like perfect because you I met you this time last year mm-hmm. and it's just like a full circle moment you know mm-hmm. and it's just super crazy Cause like how like how are you doing like how do you where do you think about like where you are now compared to like last year? Ooh, well, this is my last semester, so I think last year when we met, I, it was like my I was like it was the last semester of my junior year, so I wasn't even thinking about graduating or anything like that. It was just kind of seemed like this like thing that was gonna happen but far enough away where I didn't have to worry about it mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm like about to graduate and I'm like fuck I don't know what I'm gonna do I mean I do know what I want to do but I just I don't know there's so many things and, like whole COVID stuff is so weird making me all feel all whack so yeah <laughs> exactly because it's just like how how like what is this I don't even know what school looks like or would feel like. I know looks obviously like a virtual calls and stuff, but then it's just like feeling it. I could never imagine what it's like. And like you started school yesterday, right? Uh yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean it's it's like honestly, it's fine. Like you were there last semester where all of our classes went online. I was. It's basically that again, but I don't know. I guess you're right. It does kind of feel like I'm still on vacation sort of because I'm not 
like going anywhere but now all of a sudden I have like obligations and I can't just get drunk on a Monday night like I was doing over summer I mean you still can I'm stopping you I guess I, I guess you're right <laughs> do it in class like how are they gonna know just turn the camera off and the sound off I don't know <laughs> I don't know they always like throw fits whenever you have your camera off okay they do I feel like I feel like the tail end of last semester a lot of my professors some of them got like butthurt over like turning the cameras off and it was because like I feel like they were more lenient about it because they were like oh this is just the temporary temporary right but then now because it's like still going I feel like they're gonna be more like strict about it because it's like they know yeah. it's like the new normal but that's yep. crazy are you still in the bay area no, so my boyfriend and I moved out of SF basically when we found out um, that school this semester was going to be all online. We really had no reason to be in the city anymore because he his office made everybody work from home, and I think they like even didn't even renew the lease in at their like financial district office. So he's going to be work from home for like the foreseeable future. So we were like, fuck it, like we're leaving the city. It's a terrible city anyway. Like, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and we moved back to L.A. But right now, actually, since we don't have to be anywhere physically, we're traveling. And I'm in Portland right now. <gasps> Bitch, you're in Portland. What the fuck? That's so cool. <laughs> okay, so, like, I, I have, like, I have like two things to say. Because I think I've we've already spoken about this, like, over the summer. But then how, like, I realized how, like, there's been news reports where, like, uh, tech people are leaving SF like a lot yes. because like they can work remotely and whatnot. And I remember saying something like, "Oh, so we could have like not gentrified the city into like annihil like annihilating it." You know what I mean? Because it's like yeah. it was like flipping a switch. It's like, oh, you can all work remotely now, and you didn't have to move and like displace people of color and like history of like families and stuff so it's very like again i don't think i'll ever get over that and like portland like bro i don't like traveling to me is like my bedroom to the living room <laughs> so like so like for you to go to portland like what is it like to be traveling right now are you like driving are you flying no so we flew here um it's like it's a it's a little weird because obviously like the mask thing and people wearing uh like gloves and stuff outside is like the new normal. Mm -hmm. So it's like a little strange to be on a plane and everyone's kind of suspicious of each other and like no one wants to talk or we can't smile at each other because we can't see our faces. So it's just very weird. Um and even when like I was on the plane I was kind of surprised at how full it was. Like every row was filled. And granted like if you were, like, flying by yourself, like, you got the entire row to yourself, basically. Mm -hmm. But, like, still, every row was filled. Like, there wasn't really any social distancing between people, like, in the rows. I don't know. So that was a little weird. But, I mean, I'm sure it's fine because everyone was wearing a mask. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. But it is, it is a little sketch. Yeah, because I think I read somewhere, or, or like, aren't airplanes like don't doesn't the cabin air get like filtered or something like that Recycled, yeah. yeah so i don't know but i guess something's happening in portland oh speaking of portland isn't that like where all the police is like the militarized yeah. miller militarization of like police and protests have you seen any of that or like heard anything no, about it so 
We haven't been downtown, which is where mostly all that stuff is happening. Um, we're trying to stay away because of all that stuff. But, I mean, we looked it up before we came because we were concerned about that. And apparently, like, there's still, like, weird stuff with the police happening here. But I don't know if they're still, like, kidnapping people. I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if they are still kidnapping people. We just don't hear about it anymore. Mm-hmm. But because of that, we are trying to stay away from downtown. But, okay, okay, tell me if this is crazy. But, like, when we decided to go to Portland, well, we, okay, regardless of everything that's happening, we just love Portland, which is why mm-hmm. we decided to come. But, like, people were asking us, like, oh, like, what about all the stuff that's happening downtown with the protests, the riots, and the police? And, like, tell me if this is crazy, but a part of me is kind of just, like, I kind of want to see it. Like, I want to see for myself people getting kidnapped and put into unmarked vehicles because this is like fucking unbelievable i can't even believe this is happening mm-hmm. i don't i don't think that sounds like crazy at all because like we're so we see so much of everything through our phones and like the internet right so to have actually the like opportunity to go see it though it might be like risky and a little dangerous even it's just like it's something like you don't need to see but like just seeing it is like yeah. worth doing it because it just reminds you that this is not just like an image on my phone it's actually happening yeah it's like systemic government like overstepping and stuff and i i feel like dude maybe this is like a little bit of like the journalist in me even mm-hmm. though i don't really want to be a journalist like as a career mm-hmm. like i don't know like this is this seems just so outrageous and unbelievable to me like i can't believe this is happening and our government is allowing this to happen mm. like i i have to see it i don't know so mm-hmm. we'll see and it's just like it's just like i don't let's talk about abolishing the police <laughs> like <laughs> like i don't know what other segue it's just this whole narrative around police and stuff and like i don't know did you watch any of the dnc democratic national convention last week uh no, I didn't. I, I try to stay away from yeah. things. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I didn't sit down and watch it because I feel like I don't need to. Because mm-hmm. what for whatever reason, I feel like I already know what they're going to say and whatnot. And anyways, I mention it because Joe Biden in an interview, I think it was his and Kamala Harris's first joint interview a few days ago. And the person interviewing asked Biden, like, oh, are you actually going to defund the police? And Biden, like, laughed it off. He was like, haha, like, of course not. Like, of course, like, he thought it was, like, a joke for him to even, like, answer the question. Because he, because it's, like, that thing of, like, of, like, Twitter, the people on Twitter who are for abolishing police, or social media, or, like, even outside of those, like, contexts, want to abolish the police, right? But then there's this whole other, like, democratic side I want to say, like, majority of Democrats, even, that are, like, not that radical, that yeah. are more about, like, not radical change. So it's very much, like, the contrast. And it's, again, the two-party system, because where are you supposed mm-hmm. to go other than, like, the Democratic side? So it's just very insane. And that's one of the things, watching over the summer, like, the discussion about police brutality and abolishing the police like it's actually like gained traction as opposed to like past occurrences of police brutality mm-hmm. so it's super what super crazy to see how that manifests from like protests in portland 
to like all the way to like a major democratic platform yeah i don't know like i just i'm definitely voting for joe biden because i just feel like at this point literally anybody is better than donald Mm. but it's just like so it's still like so depressing because like think about this like in 2020 right who would you mm. rather vote for for president? The guy who sexually assaults women or the guy who sexually assaults women and brags about it? <laughs> I'm going to have to say the one who doesn't like to brag about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, but, like, just, like, it's just ridiculous. It's that like a, it's a question we shouldn't even have to answer or, like, yeah. settle for. That's the more important thing. We shouldn't settle for it. And yet, here we are, you know? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I can't wait till um, AOC is 35, and I want her to run for president. Can we talk about AOC? Let's talk about AOC. Because, like, she's the, <laughs> as I was speaking about the DNC a few moments ago, I remembered her appearance. Because she did, like, it was, like, reported. She did, but they gave AOC a 60-second time slot. Because, no. bro, the, Democ- the people in charge of the DNC, they were like, let's minimize her appearance as little as possible because they know how like the right like weaponizes her like image and stuff because she's like they made her out to be this like boogie monster and stuff and it's so ironic how like that's one of the that speaks to the theme of like why i didn't watch the dnc because i feel like the democratic platform right now it's just like catering to like the moderates the white moderates who are like of course. Uh, and I, I feel like that's why I didn't watch it because I don't need to be persuaded because I'm not part of that group. But like AOC, like, and she also, did you hear about like the NBC News thing that happened with her? No, what happened on NBC News? That appearance that she appeared on, uh, NBC re- did a report on it and they made it out to seem like she didn't, Um, what's the word? What's it called when a candidate approves someone else? Like, uh, uh, endorses? Endorses, there's the word. Yeah, they were like, oh, she didn't verbally say she endorses Joe Biden, but she did, because she was there and stuff. I know, I was like, well, she showed up, didn't she? (laughs) Yeah, and it's just whole, and she went out, and she, and she, like, called NBC News out and was just like, this is what's wrong with, like, the news media, because it's all about, like, making a headline rather than just reporting the facts as is yeah nbc has been whacked did you see my instagram story today yes <laughs> yes what happened tell the people tell the people sam <laughs> it's so funny and fucked up at the same time yeah so i guess like nbc news like released um like a facebook link for an article that they published and the headline of the article was that usain bolt tests positive for coronavirus but the picture they used i can't even it was finish the, finish the story sam the picture they used was chris chris hart was is that his name i think it's kevin hart oh kevin hart Sorry, yeah I can't even, that sense, yeah but, yeah so kevin hart <laughs> <laughs> what what made it even worse is that because Usain Bolt is like a a runner, right? Yeah. It made me picture Kevin Hart running, and he's like he's he's infam- he's notoriously short, and so I just yeah. and that made it that made me laugh, and I was like I don't want to be laughing, this is fucked up, but that 
Wow. And th- didn't you say something like, well, whose editor is getting fired? Like, someone's happening. Uh, yeah, I, think I was like, definitely some editor at NBC is getting fired today. Damn. And, like, can you imagine that still happening in 2020? Yeah. Also, it just hurts even more because it's NBC. Like, how did they mess that, that up? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's not even, like, a fact. It's just, like, a photo. It's, like, a simple thing. Like, visually, you know? It's just, like... <laughs> It's like you didn't like again. It's just crazy. Yeah, like there had to be at least three to five, maybe even more different people who saw that and didn't like register that that was wrong. (laughs) Exactly, because it's just like the amount of like, like the amount of people it had to go through and still be like whatever. That's crazy. That's why we need more diversity in the newsrooms. I say, like, sarcastically, even though I mean it. But it's just one of those talking points where, like, we do need more diversity in newsrooms. Speaking of that... We do. Speaking of that, along that same point, did you... Are, are you... Because you... Weren't, aren't you a big fan of Bon Appetit? Or is that someone else? No, I think that's that's uh, that's another one of our friends. Um, I don't really read Bon Appetit. Yeah, but, like, you you know what happened with them, right? No, I don't... I'm the worst journalist ever. I don't keep up with Okay, never so mind. Then. Anyways, I'm not... I'm just going to briefly touch on it. it was just, this is, like, back in... I want to say June or July. Basically, they're, like... Some of their... Because, uh, you know, they have a YouTube channel, which is, like, super famous. One of their, like... Uh, I think her name was Sula. Uh, she was, like... She was always, like, on the side cooking in the videos. But then, like, the there would be usually a white Bon Appetit employee like narrating the video like actually being like the main focus on it and they were like they, could, they would be making an ethnic dish or, like specific I think it was like Indian or something like that and they would go up to her and be like so am I doing this right and then she would like feature on it and she's like yeah but then turns out she came out to say that like she wasn't compensated for those appearances something like that and so she like left and then after that the editor-in-chief like resigned and a bunch of other people even some of like the main like you know how bon well bon appetit they have like certain like they're not characters just like people like uh correspondents and a lot of the big ones have left like carla like i don't think you know carla but i stand carla and she left so once she left i was just like okay it's gone so it's just this whole thing about like compensation and like in terms of like people of color because like media companies it's a dangerous field because yeah how do you not like how are you gonna get compensated if they don't even like see you as like equal i don't know super crazy i don't know and something else that happened this summer that like we are probably gonna spend the rest of this podcast talking about i mean we might not but i think we might and I'd be happy okay. if we are. I'm fine either way. But, like, a certain little global pop star released a surprise album. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, she did. Uh-huh. <laughs> who, who is that? Who is that? Who are we talking about, Sam? Uh, my personal goddess, Taylor Swift, released Folklore. Out of nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of the woods. She can't... Out of the woods! Out of the woods! <laughs> 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 That's because that's because for people who don't know the cover art for Folklore, which is like the latest album by Taylor Swift that she dropped by surprise, is her standing like in the forest, 
and she has a song from earlier in her career called Out of the album 1989 she has a song from 1989 called out of the woods so i just said out of the woods like fittingly she i guess out of the woods, like she, she li- there. what if she wrote <laughs> out of the woods just for that point no she wrote out of the woods it was an easter egg we just discovered an easter egg sam <laughs> we, wow I don't know if we did, though. well i did in my head okay <laughs> Can okay? Can you describe like how did you find out or hear about like the folklore? So I just woke up, you know, my summer vacation. Woke up for the five hundredth time that summer vacation. Yeah. <laughs> like I woke up in the morning, and every time I wake up in the morning, I always check my phone. I like to check my email, even though no one ever really emails me, or I don't ever really get important emails. Mm. But you know. I check it anyway. Mm. So I check my email, and I see an email from Taylor Swift, or like, you know, like, uh, from her mailing list, from her website. No, you got it directly from Taylor Swift. You got it directly from Taylor Swift. Okay. I did. Got it. And it literally says, like, new album folklore dropping tonight. Like, that's the subject line. And I was like, the fuck? I thought that, like, okay, I don't really, like, I'm not a huge social media user, but Mm -hmm. when Taylor posts things on social media, like, I, I know. Like, I, I always, I get that notification and I check them. Like, it's so the, like even I her thought, cats. Wait, what? Even her cats? Because doesn't she post yes. about her cats? Yeah. I love all the cat stuff. I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, I just thought that I had missed, like, everything on social media that said that she was going to drop an album. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, like, how could I have missed this? Like, she posts so much when she's, like, going to drop an album. Mm-hmm. So I even, like, checked, like, went on her Instagram to check to see what I'd missed. And there was, like, nothing. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. So I look at the, I go back and I look at the email and it just says, like, she's, I, maybe I still have it. I don't know. My phone's over there. Mm-hmm. But it just says that the album's dropping and it's going to be available at 9 p.m. or uh, midnight Eastern. And I was like, what? And then later, she had posted on her IG saying it was a surprise. And like, hey guys, here's the stuff. She changed her IG aesthetic, like she always does when she drops a new album. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And it was, I listened to it, like right at 9 p.m. when it was available in California. Mm-hmm. It's true. And usually I like to read the lyrics and listen to it like my first time around listening to her new Mm -hmm. things but i was on it so early that lyrics weren't available yet so i just had to listen to the album and it was amazing i cried it was a i came out of that experience changed (laughs) because 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 um i remember i also uh looked it up uh at 9 p.m like california time and i remember i was on spotify right and I cl- yeah. I went to Taylor Swift's page, and I clicked the album, and I said, couldn't load, try again. Yeah. I, yeah, and I think because that many, those, we we Swifties rose at midnight, three hours <laughs> earlier. We were like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it, like, it was crashing. Spotify was crashing. Yeah, I, I bypassed it. So, like, I had the, I was encountering the same problem as you, like, um, I could click on the album, but like the song list wasn't like popping or anything. Mm. So it's like the fuck. So, but if you just at the time, I just clicked like the big play button and it started playing. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, I uh... pulled up. 
I, I've pulled up the album right now, and I would like mm-hmm. to, like, try to go through track by track and just give, like, our thoughts. Okay. Okay, so we're going to go in order from... Okay, let me pull up the album as well. Okay. Have you, have you listened to uh, the bonus track, The Lakes? Sorry, that I'm skipping all the way to the end. Bitch, you're going it. right to this bonus... Uh, bonus track. I don't think I've heard it yet, no. It's okay. We'll get there when we get there. So, should we start at the top, or what do you want to I do? think we should go at the top. Yeah. And so, okay, we're going to go from the beginning. The first track is The One. Yes. Isn't the first line that she says, like, I'm on some new shit? Something yeah. like that? She said right from the gate. She said, I'm on some new shit. Like, first word already first line already establishing the mood of the album what did you think of the first song um i really loved the one like even like um sometimes for me like i don't really connect to a song or particularly feel drawn to a song right off the bat like it takes me a few listens and then it'll grow on me but for this one i i would say that i liked it like right off the bat and I think, but I think it also had like the added benefit of it being like the very first song of the album. Mm-hmm. So you're like ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think it was a good opening track to the album? I think so. What do you think? I also think so. Because I've heard some people say that it wasn't a good one compared to other, yeah. like to past ones. And I was like, right? And someone said that the they thought like the first line, like I'm on some new shit was like cringy or like try hardy. But then I feel like the song is like, it's general and specific enough and like for an opener it's like very like it touches on all the themes she's known for writing about but with like a new like production and stuff so i personally i love the opening track me too i was a little nervous like when i first heard this one i thought maybe she was singing about joe and that they had broken up so i was like "Uh oh but i don't think they actually did like as i listened to the rest of the album and like Mm -hmm. you know read some of the things that she um like, had written about this album, I don't think that they actually broke up. Plus, there's some songs on here that are definitely about Joe. Mm-hmm. Like. Exactly, exactly. You have the research. She has the receipts. She did her research. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> and then the next song, the next song, Cardigan. Can we t- Cardigan did me upside down, sideways, <laughs> horizontally, vertically. I don't know. It's like... I call it, I refer to it as, like, my, like, forest forest nymph song, you know? It's just, like, it's very that. And the music video, did you see the music video? Um, I did see the music video. I've only watched it once, though, mm-hmm. but I, I saw it. What do you think of the song? Hello? Hello? Uh-oh. Hello, sorry, you froze for a sec. What sorry. Do you- I, I asked, what what do you think of Cardigan? Um, so Cardigan is definitely one of the ones that I wasn't like super drawn to on the first listen but now it's like I, I will pick out Cardigan to listen to sometimes randomly like when I'm just like picking songs mm-hmm. um yeah I liked it a lot it was it was a little I feel like on my first listen through it was a little underwhelming for me to be the second song but I, I, I love it now. What about you? I agree. It has that same... Because it was like... It was like... I want to say like the single. Or like... It was like the first song with the music music video that she dropped from the album. And so I feel like automatically I was like... 
had this affection towards it but i definitely see where you're coming from and like understand that because it's like it kind of like you know it's very the same tempo and like Uh kind of like there's no like loud climax or anything but definitely i see what you're saying um but even like now that i really like cardian let me pull up the lyrics uh I even I still feel like it doesn't really start picking up and getting interesting until like um, like the bridge basically mm-hmm. when she starts singing to kissing cars in downtown bars was all we needed. Mm-hmm. I like I feel like the bridge and on in Cardigan is like my favorite part because it just like I don't know like that's like I feel like that's the climax where she's just like you fucked me like why like you were terrible for me mm-hmm. and you fucked me but I'm still like. I'm still down with it, basically. Bruh, Miss Swift does not fuck around with her bridges. She knows yeah. her bridges. Yeah. <laughs> She's she, That's one of my favorite things about her music. It's just, like, her bridges are bridges. Like, they are a whole bridge made out of steel or something. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, let's uh, let's talk about... So, said, I think in, like... Uh, I didn't actually watch this because I chose to listen to the album instead of watching her, like... I think she did, went live on YouTube and was like talking about it uh when the album dropped that night but i didn't watch that because i chose to just listen to the album first but mm-hmm. anyway i think she said that like there were three songs on the album that were like a teenage love triangle or something like that yeah and one of those songs is cardigan and and then i think the other two are betty and august it's definitely betty it's definitely betty and like yeah. it's probably august too yeah yeah but so what do you think? Like, some people, I was reading on Reddit, on the Taylor Swift subreddit, some people think that, like, um, Betty and I think James is, like, the boy, or some people think that, like, in Betty, it's actually two girls singing to each other, mm-hmm. or a girl, two, two girls, it's like a, anyway, I'm rambling, but. No, but uh, I get what you're saying, though, because, like, in Betty, when Betty when the album came out, a bunch of, like, the gays I follow on social media, they were like, we got her! We got yeah. her! She's coming out! But but then she... Yeah. Then, but then Swift came out. I didn't even, I didn't even think she's... Taylor said this when she released the album, or, like, when, before she released it, or when she announced it. She said that these are stories. These are, like, tales. Yes. They're not autobiographical. Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah. even though... I Like, I personally don't think it was about two girls... But again, that does that's doesn't it still has like queer energy. Uh, yeah, she doesn't ever like in Betty like she doesn't ever mm. use like pronouns that are like yeah. identifying. So it could it could be two girls like fuck it I don't give a shit. Exactly. Like, yeah, and so I think it still has like it's like so I saw someone I follow who said it's still queer canon. Like even yeah. though there's no explicit like uh queerness in it it still has that energy to it which i personally agree with i'm here for it but anyway i I bring this up because some people uh were theorizing that i think the big question is like do betty and and like whoever fucked her over get back together Mm -hmm. at the end but i think in cardigan it shows that they don't because like one of the lyrics is like you tried to change the ending peter losing wendy and peter does lose wendy at the end yeah, check those references you're you're on it i think you're right i think you're right wow that's so weird she's so if that's true then she knows she's like 
making spider webs or like connecting the points mm-hmm. or something. She knows what she's doing. Damn. Yeah. But some people do think, like, I think people want to think that they get back together, but honestly, like, I'm proud of Betty, because even when I heard Betty, I was like, come on, like, this guy, or whoever, this person, like, fucked you over, like, in the second verse, it's like, oh, like, I know what, like, what happened, where it all went wrong, like, you were dancing with some other guy, basically, Mm. it's just like, why would you blame her for you, fuck, like, cheating with August, like, shut up. <laughs> it's that whole, like, oh, it's me. I, like, I wasn't enough. Like, I made them go over to this person thing. Yeah, that type of thing. It's super crazy. Yeah. I don't so know. I'm, like, hella glad that Betty probably didn't take them back. <laughs> she shouldn't. Because, bruh, like, Betty, I don't know about you, but like, for me, it's, like, top five on the album, Betty. Dude, Betty's so good, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's amazing. Oh, what about the next song is Last America, Last Great American Dynasty. Yeah. Initially, I did not like this. Initially, yeah. I did not like this because I'm just like, what is this? I don't. Who is she talking about? She's obviously not talking about herself. So immediately, I was just like, oh, it's not about her. Let me like remove myself from this song. But then after <laughs> listening to it for a while, it's like. I think it's, like, the best representation of, like, the type of song she said she was going to try to write with this album, which, like, they're literally, like, tales, like, narratives, mm-hmm. like, short fiction, essentially. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the yeah. song? So, I agree with you. The first listen through, I didn't really like it. And to be honest, like, The Last Great American Dynasty is still not one that I, w- I will, like, go to when I'm just like listening to random songs on this album mm-hmm. but I, li- I did listen to it uh recently like in the shower this morning and it's it is it's pretty good like i like it yeah it's like, like i the- love the character that she creates of um does she ever say the girl rebecca right i think so yeah i love like the characterization that she creates for rebecca and i'm just like yeah go girl <laughs> it's so good and like it's one of those songs where like I'm never like I know I'm never gonna remember all the words to it, but then it just has like a mood to it, you know. It's just like okay, and then where like where she says the, the title of the song, I'm just like yes. It's just like it's like to me comparing it is like watching those like like oddly satisfying videos, you know, like a pimple popping or something like that. It's very cool. It's very serene. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Next song. Okay. It's the one she features. She has a feature in this one. It was mm-hmm. Bonnie Vare. Okay. Okay, first I'm going to ask you. Yes. Are you, were you a fan of Bonnie Vare or like before this song or did you know of yes, him? Yes, I, I knew who he was. I mean, honestly, like I'm not going to claim like, oh, I was a Bonnie Vare fan because I really only knew like one or two songs and I liked them. Mm-hmm. And, but I knew who he was and I, I liked the things that I had heard. Um, to be honest, so when I saw the feature, like, just, like, from the track list, I was like, ooh, I don't know about this. Because, mm. like, not that, like, I would ever really doubt my Queen Taylor, but I don't know. Like, I was like, I don't know, like, how well, like, her voice. Just, like, I don't know. Like, I just couldn't imagine her singing a duet with someone like Bon Iver. Mm-hmm. Not, not even because anything, like, like, I doubt her talent or anything. It's just, like, she had always made music that was so different than from what he makes. Mm-hmm. So I was a little unsure. But you fernando we fucking love exile it is one of the best songs on this album i think it's probably my top three i love exile (laughs) 
no lies there. No lies. You passed the test. Because I, I 100% agree. Because, like, it's just so good. And, I, I'm again, I'm like you, the same with Bon Iver. I wasn't a big fan of him, but, like, I did hear some stuff and I liked what I heard. But it's just, like, I like how, like, stripped back his voice is. Because it's usually, like, super produced and, like, super, like, alternative. And I feel like in this song... It's, it's like two people having a conversation almost, you know? And, bruh, that key change? Oh, so good. That key change in the exile? <sighs> <laughs> one of my favorite parts, I think, yeah, probably one of my favorite parts in that entire song is um, Boni Vera's verse when he's singing. Uh, I think in the chorus, like, let me pull up these lyrics so that I'm not fucking getting this wrong but he just like gets so low like he sings so low and like I feel like when I listen to that I could feel it resonating in my chest and I'm not even singing it I just think it sounds so good like how full and like low he I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah that part where he sings um you're not my homeland anymore so what am I defending now it's just like I've never heard anyone sing that low before. And also, can we talk about those lyrics? Like, what? <laughs> Bro, they committed to the theme. Bro, that's some, like, Brother Bear energy right there. That's, like, woodland creatures. That's Bro, that's Lord of the Rings type of, like, imagery right there. Wow. But it's definitely a good song. Because, like, she doesn't, she doesn't usually feature, have features. And I feel like this is, like, is a good one. It's a great one, actually. Um, yeah, and just, like, in that part in the bridge where they start singing together, like, because it starts with Bon Iver, he sings so spread out, there's no, there's no amount of crying can do for you, and then when Taylor comes in with the, we always walked a very thin line, like, that harmony is just so good, all the time, just hits me in the fucking feels. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, for me, the whole song was, like, a wonderful, like, surprise, because, like, as again, like, as, as just like you, I was, like, oh, wait, how are their, like, music, like, styles and their singing voices going to match? But then it's, like, a puzzle piece, like, fitting together, and it's so yeah. good. It's so... Those harmonies, as you said, amazing. Whew. Damn. Yeah. It's okay. so good. Next one. Because I feel like if we don't move on, we're going to keep talking about Exile. <laughs> you're right. We could we could stay and talk about Exile, but you're right. Let's go to the next one. My <laughs> Tears ricoch- Ricochet. I... I just, like, that could just be, like, the title. Like, the, the song could just be, like, a second, and I'd be, like, fine, because I love that title. It's just, it's such yeah. a good title of a song. <laughs> um, I liked My Tears Ricochet. It's, like, I don't know. Like, I love, like, the funeral home, like, opening scene of it, and the whole thing just sounds like a funeral. Mm-hmm. Like, grieving, but also just, like, I don't know. Mad grieving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause it's very much like it's, it's it's somber and it's not like explosive anger, but rather than just like it's like it's like bubbling at the surface type of anger, you know. And it's really good. And like the production, I very like the production to this song. It's like very sleek. It gives very me simple, yeah. it gives me like minimal. It kind of reminds me of the Archer from Lover. 
yeah. Like a little bit, like the tiniest, but not not towards the end of the archer, but like the beginning of the archer. And I think I think yeah. I'm pretty sure Jack Antonoff like worked on this song, and like Jack Antonoff Probably. is the moment. <laughs> like Jack, he produces for like all my favorite artists, and I'm like, that's not a coincidence. Yeah, he's really good. All the songs that he does with Taylor end up being super good. Mm-hmm. Such a good yeah. song. Okay, um, this next. Sorry. No, you go. You Don't go. One more thing for my choose ricochet. Um, it is like deceivingly low. Like I tried to sing it myself, Ooh. and like there are some parts where it's just like I don't even know how Taylor sings that low. <laughs> I know, cause like as you said, like with, with the exile, Boney Bear did it, and I like the Taylor Swift. She might have not done this consciously, but she was like, "I'm gonna do that too," and then she ended up doing it, and it was like amazing. Yeah, yeah. All right, next one. The next one. This next one is number one for me. Mirror Ball? <laughs> Mirror Ball is number one for me. Okay. I might, okay. I might like, just walk away from the, my laptop right now because of how, like, how much, like, it gets me, like, emotionally. Because, bruh. Okay, wait. It's so good. I gotta so good. out on this, though. Like, I totally posted on my Finsta me singing a little bit of Mirror Ball, and I didn't see anything from you, Mr. No like, no comment. Was it on your? No was like. it? Oh, she's coming for me. Was it on your? Insta, <laughs> was it on your Finsta story, or was it like an, an actual post on your Finsta? No, I made a post on my Finsta. <sighs> I'm gonna go, bro. I'm gonna go like and comment after this. Well, I'm no, so, no, I mean, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, no, because like, how actually. could I have missed that? But honestly, <laughs> like, I might just put up my. I might just post my own performance because, like, I love this song Do so I? much. Bruh, let's talk about these lyrics. She said, yes, let's do. She said, I'll show you every version of yourself tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll get because you out on the floor, shimmering beautiful, and when I break, it's a million pieces. Yeah, I feel like to me, this is like, this reminds me so much of like, just like, you know, toxic relationships honestly like toxic relationship but like you just like still kind of like dream about that person <laughs> but you know it's like shitty but like here you are you're just left like kind of dreaming about it but you know it was bad that's a good interpretation because i didn't think of it that way that's a very nice perspective because the way i look at it it's just like you're in love with someone or like you're feeling you have feelings for someone and like this is like how you feel in the moment it's kind of like a dedication but like what you just said that's a very like valid perspective because i didn't even think about it that way oh wow i'm gonna i'm gonna recite this chorus because like this chorus is amazing she said she said you'll find me on my tallest tiptoes spinning in my highest heels love shining just for you hush i know they said the end is near what what and I don't think it gets better than that I don't that, for me that's like love at its like purest form I just love that so much yeah so I just want to talk about the production of the song really quickly because I just like it is just so beautiful and ethereal and dreamy 
like all the reverb that she that they put on her voice it just sounds so okay i'll be honest i listened to the song recently when i was like ate a little bit of mushrooms it's okay like mm-hmm. trooping a little bit mm-hmm. so i listened to the song and it was just like it was like a crazy experience to listen to the song a little bit because like the i don't even know how to do this but like the way that they just like did the production on the song it sounded like her voice was coming from every single direction like spinning like a mm. mirror ball yeah 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 like on the roof that's what it sounded like to me when i was <laughs> i love that for was, you like, so cool. i love that for you i might i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do that too maybe hopefully and like the speaking of the production of the song it's like i don't know if like uh if this makes sense but like to me it does it's just like when i hear it like same thing as you but for me when i hear it i literally imagine myself like in my high school gym at like prom or something and there's a mirror ball in the like it's like it's that part of a movie you know where it's like high school dance that one song starts playing and then like everything slows down and like very much that yeah very much that yeah the production snapped on this one also, also too, not only did it sound like her voice was coming from everywhere and it was spinning like a mirror ball, like, sometimes it would sound like her voice was coming from different, like, directions. And that, to me, was kind of, like, what the sound of, like, the reflections of her ball makes. Like, it just, like, shows up, like, bah, 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 in different directions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just so cool the way that they did it. Yeah, because, like, and sometimes, like, the space, like, the pauses in between verses, like, she'll end one, right? And then the next one, it kind of like, it's like she's like, it's like a wave almost, you know, it's like, like it comes, starts off, like starts off like slow, but then like it creeps on you. So very much, they, I don't know how they did that. That's some like engineering genius right there. That's amazing. There's this one line in the bridge. Again, here we are. Her bridge is, Miss Taylor does not mess around with her bridge. She says, she said, and I'm still a believer, but I don't know why. I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. I'm still on that trapeze. I'm still trying everything to keep keep you looking at me. Yeah. What? Yeah, to me, like, this is, like, totally, like, so, like, indicative of, like, the whole toxic relationship feeling I get from this uh, song. Because, like, she's clearly, like, this person that she's singing about is clearly trying so hard to, like, make this thing work. But, Mm -hmm. like, and then, like, this line, I'm still trying everything to keep you looking at me. You can't really look at the person who's a mirror ball because it just reflects you. I think you just cracked the code, Sam. (laughs) Oh, wow. I don't think I like this song anymore. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. But I definitely see what you're saying. I don't know. Because for me, I didn't even think about that. Because again, I'm just like, this is like pure two people in love. But then I think you just, you did it. I think you just said the truth. Damn. Because I feel like even when like you are with a toxic person, and like in the moment, it's just like, or maybe you're in it. You're just it. in it. Yeah. Or maybe it's, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, a toxic person, but it could just be, like, this person who's narrating the song mm-hmm. knows that it's the, the thing, whatever the re- relationship they're in right now is going to end. It mm-hmm. could be that, too. And yeah. they just, like, 
no. But yet they still try because, you know, that's what we do when we're in love. We do illogical things. Exactly. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask something, like, pro- pro- that's probably not going to make sense, but, like, perhaps this isn't, like, could this be applied to, like, non-romantic relationships? Or is I it... think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Just any kind of relationship that's that, you true. know, is maybe bad or, yeah. That's true. But, like, I could write a whole freaking dissertation on Maribel. And honestly, I think we, like, did it just now. Honestly. Amazing song. Production. I, I know for a fact Jack Antonoff worked on this song. And I'm just like, claps to Jack Antonoff. Like, yay. Awesome. Hope that Taylor is paying this guy a lot of money because he deserves it. He deserves every every penny. He deserves every penny. He really yes. does. Okay, the next song is Seven. Seven. Is it actually oh, track seven? Yes. And it's track seven. Ooh, Taylor. <laughs> so I like seven. I know it's like a widely regarded as being one of the best on the album, but I just kind of I like it. Yeah, it's not one that I will pick out honestly. Yeah, because for me, it's one of those songs like the first time I listened to the last Great American Dynasty, where I just listened to it to like go through the album the first time, and it re- it didn't really stay with me. And again, I've heard that same thing you've heard, where it's like, oh, it's one of the best on the album. But for me, I'm, I'm like, fine with it. I think I really need to sit down and listen to it one more time. Yeah. But, like, right now, I'm mm-hmm. fine with it. Like, I'm fine. I'm good with it. Actually, um, in verse two, where she says, I've been meaning to tell you I think your house is haunted. Your dad is always mad, and that must be why. I actually really love those lines. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, like, I just... Like, I, I wouldn't say that I grew up in a in a house, like, with toxic parents, but I, people close to me did. Mm. And, like, just, like, being in their house, like, it was always weird. And, like, I can definitely relate to the feeling of, like, like relating that feeling to yeah. the, it being a haunted house because their parents are always mad. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when... It's like again her her like visuals she ne- her imagery she doesn't she like hardly ever misses and again it's very much the energy because once you stay about it I personally agree because even when it's like like a roommate situation when they're not related or when it is a family situation it's just like you can sense it when you go through the door or wherever mm-hmm. that something's wrong so definitely I relate to what you're saying. Oh, and also in this verse when she says. Um... Uh, I think you should come live with me and we can be pirates. Then you won't have to cry or hide in the closet. I could see that being like um, really meaningful lyrics to the LGBT community. Cause I thought about that. Yeah. Cause like who's in the closet? Come out now. Yeah. That's so crazy. I know this, this might sound like fucked up, but like it's crazy for me to still like, of course there are still people in the closet but just, like, the need for people to still be in the closet is what gets me. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's just, like... like what do you mean? Because it's, like, 2020. I know. But then, again, like, centuries of, like, homophobia and, like, heteronormative stuff. But then, like, no shame on anyone who's still in the closet. Because, like, it might be, like, a, a neat, like a survival thing. But then it's just, like, again, just, like, a reminder that people are still it's in the closet. It's just, like, not fair. It's it not really fair. It's not fair. It's really not fair. I don't know, but to each yeah. their own. I don't know, it's super crazy. Some people might, I don't know, but yeah. Like, some people might choose to, like, 
actually enjoy being in the closet. And I'm like, okay. But you already know it's going to be like some Republican <laughs> congressman or who gets caught in the act or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. 